This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Besotted Podcast, and we're in the pub this time, all together having a few beers. Um, probably not commiserating over the result last weekend, whether you might say that we are. Anyway, I'm Billy the Bee, and I'm in the pub here with a couple of friends of mine. I'm here with, obviously, Mr. Dave Lane, Laney from Besotted. I'm here with Cam, Derby fan from the Punjabi Rams. And I'm with Cadge, the man from Nottingham Forest. We've gone three-way, three teams today. We've had to keep Cadge and Cam away from each other. Laney's sitting in the middle of them to make sure that nothing happens here. We haven't locked horns yet. We've got separate areas, basically. Yeah. And the reason why, obviously, we're there together is that on Saturday, Brentford are going to be playing Derby, and we're playing Nottingham Forest on Wednesday. So we thought, what a great time to bring everyone together, and let's just talk about football stuff. So anyway, we're going to go in straight into things and we're going to talk about the weekend, Laney, which was a little bit depressing, wasn't it? Yeah, I think, um, I think most Brentford fans thought, um, considering um, Bolton's start to the season, we could get a point at least there. Um, I, we were a little bit uh, doubtful that uh, Neil Lennon would have sort of necessarily an immediate uh, bounce. Um, so yeah, I, I, think, I think losing... 3-1 was slightly harsh. 2-1, you know, would have been a little bit more palatable. Um, but it wasn't a great week's haul in the end, was it? Two two points. Um, I think we were looking at four or five as, as kind of like a decent haul from from the from the, the Wigan, Sheffield Wednesday, and um, Bolton games. And you know, the week we've got ahead of us now is going to be even tougher, really, on paper. So Derby are on fire. Um, Forest are certainly no mugs, and uh, Millwall going to be tough mate yeah I mean going back to the Bolton game I mean Bolton were properly in the doldrums before we came down there and then they got Neil Lennon and uh, I mean we played Wigan the week before and Wigan were laughing saying you're going to absolutely hammer them not 
and uh, I've got to say Bolton actually looked fired up when they came didn't they, they looked properly properly fired up um, let, well, don't know what he's said in the changing room don't know what he's done but they look like a transformed team and, and, and we at times didn't say really struggle but they really t- took the game to us didn't they well you know obviously got a bit of fire in their bellies six bookings so he's obviously having uh, you know his reputation does follow him you know they, they are, they're obviously putting putting an, an extra stud in their boots and they're, they're, they are probably going to you know battle their way out of trouble this season which we, we come up against them at the wrong time you know a week earlier, it would have been a win. Um, but then again, you know, we, we, we played Wigan, um, and a week later, they, they beat Derby. So maybe we wouldn't have got a point against Wigan if we played them another week later on. Who knows? You know, you, you, you just got to take as maximum points from each game, and you know, we, we, we have to get at least one from Derby. But on paper, you know, I think we need more than a point out of the Derby match. But you know, you, we, we'd have to we'd have to be looking to, to take that now if it came our way. I mean, the stats on that Bolton game don't read as bad as the depression as we walked out that stadium and I think it might have, might have had to do with there's actually nothing around the stadium at all and it took us so long to get there from Manchester but um, we actually had 50 I think it's 52 or 53% possession again I mean I know stats mean nothing when you don't score the goals but obviously we were playing some decent football playing the ball around um, but we just still felt that we were kind of second not second best but we just didn't quite I, cut the I, mark I, I, th- I think the I think the, the the lack of belief in us being able to score goals is kind of like permeating down. Um, the fans, fans are w- well aware that you know um, we need a striker who can bang them in. Um, we talked about it in last week's podcast. It's been a been a recurring theme for the last four or five weeks that we you know we're, we're created our goal scorers aren't taking them. We we talked about Gray converting his chance when it did come his way against Sheffield Wednesday, but it was chalked off for offside. So. You know, um, sometimes luck hasn't been on our side either. But you know, we're, we're not we're not creating enough really, really dangerous one-on-one behind the, behind the back four, breathing down the breathing down the neck of the goalkeeper chances. You know, we we we're, everyone's aware that that's that's our that's our Achilles' heel this season is you know our, our ability to convert goals. Um, how how we did, how we crack that? God only knows. Um, it looks like we failed in the transfer market this this week to bring in bring in someone. That doesn't look like that that's going to happen. So well, that's Graham that we've got to bring in from Sunderland and uh, played at Borough earlier this season. Yeah, so that, you know there was there was high hopes there. You know m- maybe Wolves has got to be looking to some of the some of the sort of like the the youth players and give give someone a chance. You know, it's, you know we we look back at times in the in the past and like Denny Mundy. Back in the day, he was, uh, you know, he was a converted midfielder. He took his chance when he was played up top. We've got we've got players that are capable of playing as an out and out striker. If if you know if they're trusted to do that, maybe he needs to chuck in a wild card and just see if it works. But um, I'm happy to stick with Gray. I, I really, I, I think he's, he hasn't done much wrong, and I, I think I think we ought to sort of keep faith in him. Chucking in a wild card, John Terrell, the man from Arsenal. He's looking pretty. Tasty, isn't he? It's, sometimes it's easy to come off the bench and, and have an impact he's, if he's an impact player. Um, I think he's probably earned a start. Um, how, how, how do you, you know, where, where would you shoot him in though? Who, who, who doesn't deserve a start if he does? He's come in 
I mean, I saw him play in the development game against Huddersfield a couple of weeks ago, and I just thought that he actually looks like an exciting player. He's an attacking player. At the moment now, we're bringing him off the bench 15, 20 minutes. But I think the last couple of games that we've done that, he's actually shown that he is quite dangerous. And I think what we've missed, we've missed the fact that Dallas, you know, when he comes on and he's got that, you know, 15, 20 minute attacking flair to him. And we're actually really missing out on that. So I, I, I completely agree with you say about Dallas. I, I, Maybe, you know, because he's not one of the headliners, he's not one of those players that we've, we've been looking to as, as kind of like inspiration this year. Um, I think we have missed him. I think we've missed him more than we know. Um, you know, in a Northern Ireland setup, got injured just before. Um, he could have vibed off of the Northern Ireland um, uh, success at the moment. You know, it, it, what's happening at Northern Ireland um, is, is just amazing. And, and if he if he was part of that and part of a successful Brentford team, I think you know he would just go from strength to strength. I'm going to ask you as well. I mean, we were two 0 down. We still went for it. I mean, we got the goal back, but we actually still went for it. We, even though we lose, you know, two nil, three nil, four nil, even at sometimes, we get a lot of people complimenting us, saying, "God, this is so refreshing." Probably they're saying it's so refreshing that we actually beat someone three nil. But they're saying that it's really refreshing because you you come down there and you're not putting ten men behind the ball. You're actually going for it. It's really refreshing to see a side that's going out there and playing football. Phil, we've waited years for this. You know, to, to, I don't think anyone who's been in our position for the last twenty five years could ever moan about their team losing by trying to win or um, giving their all and it not quite being enough. You know, that, that, that's fine by me. Um, where, you know, what, where it does go a bit pear-shaped is where you start being too clever for your own good and you start, you know, as it was under Rosler for quite a lot of the time, where you kind of you, you play negative, um, negative formation, or you, you kind of like don't go for it in the second half because you're one goal up, and it ends up biting you fully on the arse. You know, it's just just keep keep doing, set your stall out. You know what your strengths are. Your strengths are coming forward. You, you know, you, you're as tight as you can be at the back, knowing you're going to leak goals, but having to outscore. And um, you know, we, we probably will say this a million times, but Warburton has. You know, hit the nail on the head with his ethos. If Plan A doesn't work, you just try Plan A a little bit more until it does. And um, you know, as, as I said, you know, we've waited years for this, and, I, and, I, I'm, not, and I'm not going to knock it. And we, we just got to carry on doing it. So I'm going to ask you a question: Corner, 94th minute, goalkeeper comes out for the corner, even though we're rubbish at corners. You, you could name two probably in the history of the football that anyone rem- remembers where goalkeepers go up and you know something comes of it. Um, yeah, desperate times call for desperate measures. No, well, you know, you, if, if if you think that is the last attack of the game, then why not? You know, you you, you don't know how many seconds a referee is going to carry on after that. It, that could have been it. it have, you know, it could have been it could have been uh, knocked out for a goal kick, and that would have been the, the, the final the final action of the game. Um, no, you're spot on though. There was no point. There's never any point in sending a goalkeeper up for a corner. <laughs> it never works, but you do it because that's what you do. Desperate times. And we talked about Harley Dean last week. Harley Dean, central defender, felt he was scapegoated because we uh, because we uh, we lost a couple of games, so he was outed. You can't mention goats in front of Rams; they get a bit they get a bit horny. That's, that's right. That's, that's right. So, but anyway, Harley was scapegoated. He said, but um, surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, because he actually had a decent game up at Wigan, he was actually kept for the Bolton game. 
And I know we let him three goals, but he actually, um, I thought he had a decent game again. He made some some fantastic clearances. Yeah, I, got, I called that one wrong. I thought I thought he would. Um, I thought um, I thought he'd be dropped. Um, but it, it, I, I, he's, he's playing one off against the other, and you know. Um, I said last week in the podcast I've got no problems with either of the either of the fullbacks with Craig. So I mean, either of the centre backs with Craig. So um, you know, we'll see what happens on Saturday. And on that game, I mean, just last thing we got about McCormack on defence, he got injured. It looked quite bad at the time, which means that we're going to probably have to make a bit of a cabinet reshuffle for this derby game, aren't we? Where we've got our usual right back. Won't be playing. He'll play with one leg, surely. He's, 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 he's so hard. He's tough as. He'll, he he'll, he'll, it's only a, only a flesh wound. He'll, uh, he'll, he'll be hobbling around in circles. and yeah, sure. he, he probably will. But, but no, it looks like we might bring Odebarju back to right back, which may actually give well, maybe Terrell a chance a lot, to get a lot, a lot of people raise their eyebrows at that area in the season where, where Odebarju dropped back and played a more defensive role. Um, looks a stroke of genius now because he's, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's used to it. You're not, you're not actually. Um, well, he apparently played in that position more than he played as a, as a winger for, for Orient. Never heard of him. That's true, actually. <laughs> they're, they're a lower league team, are they? <laughs> they're a team that's just a division below us. Like, they're saying. in the first round of the FA Cup, are they? <laughs> Anyway, we'll move on. Listen, we've got the Derby boys, we've got the Forest boys in here. I mean, I know we're playing you on Saturday and you're our opponents. However, we're going to have to give you a rather large pat on the back. Because yesterday you did something rather marvellous. It was brilliant. You, you, you basically led Fulham down a certain path, <laughs> believing that they were yeah, going to absolutely whip you. It's a rather nice cul-de-sac. That's right. <laughs> and then you just turned the so tables. The fans still didn't make any noise. The fans are still quiet. Listen, Derby... Absolutely whooped Fulham yesterday. I didn't see the match. Yeah. I didn't hear it all. I kept on seeing things pinging up on Twitter where people were just laughing sporadically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how did how does that happen? How did it happen? Uh, well, was it, Fulham gave away a handball for, for absolutely no reason away from a set piece. Uh, Martin converted the penalties on top scorer this season and last season. He's doing a good job. Um, and McLaren must have just you're doing this wrong at half time. Come out in the second half. Got a goal in a minute. Um, went on from there really simple like have you ever seen a, have you ever seen a five goal second half turnaround it just doesn't, they don't never. have to often do it never and, uh, I'm going to just chip in because yeah. obviously we've got five goals against Fulham as well so we match yours of in the league yeah because yeah. Yeah, we were actually 3-1 down after being 1-0 oh, yeah. up against Fulham and won that one five three as well. So it must be something about coming East like Midlands teams. <laughs> but didn't you? Didn't you beat them by five goals early in the season yeah, as well? Beat them five one earlier in the season. So basically, they only they lose by five if they we, play we, anyone we've from had 10 the past, to two. <laughs> they lose by five. Yeah. So is that fifteen goals in, in one season between the between <laughs> East Midlands? Yeah. That's, that's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty impressive. So they are. Pretty I mean, I've got to ask a question. And just going out there, what do you think? gone wrong at Fulham I mean the thing is I know a lot of people say you get relegated you get a little bit of a hangover same thing happened to Wolves when they got relegated out of the Prem okay but you've got the money I mean they had the manager the Felix which you know which obviously didn't quite work out but they've obviously got half decent players they've got good money behind them they've got backing they've got a bit of a mad owner who's taken over he's got a great moustache yeah it's a great moustache what is it all I can say is I, I saw that Forest game and for, for, for two periods of 20 minutes they were brilliant they were absolutely brilliant and you're thinking how is this team I know it was a different team that you guys yeah. played last night because 
you're playing the sort of under tens effectively. <laughs> but you know, with Roddy Yeager and players like that, and McCormack, you're thinking, on earth are they in the position they're in? The two slot, but in between those two 40 minute chunks, the other five minutes, which we literally scored our goals in two five minute chunks, they were rubbish. You know, and they were, they were, they've got probably the best squad in the division, they probably have. And they've got some good young players, and I think, you know, sometimes managers just don't work with certain players. Obviously, that was a bit of a turnaround because Saturday we played Wigan. And like I said to you, the, the little triangle happens where we played with them before, and I'll be honest with you, we didn't think that they were very good. They were, I don't know if they were scared, but they didn't want to lose. Yeah. We, again, couldn't score, they couldn't score, but we thought, tell you something, Derby are going to absolutely hammer them next week. It didn't happen though, did it? From kickoff, they were straight at us. Their midfield looked better than ours, and I have to say, I think we have probably one of the best midfields in the league. And they, we, we couldn't get hold of the ball at all. Um, I don't know if it was that we thought we were going to win the match before it kicked off. That's what it seemed like at the time. But, no, Wigan, they impressed me a lot. Um, I think it, a lot of it has to come down to Derby. We didn't put in the effort that we can do. You always feel like we can score goals, and we did. We were quite lucky with saving a penalty. So it could have been worse, you never know. But, no, Wigan, I think they're, they're going to be up and down this season. Um, Juve, I'm not really sure about what, what, what he's trying to do there. Doesn't seem like he's got a clear mentality about how he, how he wants to go about with the club. But, I mean, I mean, Brentford fans, we, we won't go into it because we talk about him quite a lot. Obviously, yeah. we know a lot about how he plays, but there's just a, a lot of question marks still about him because he he changes the side a lot. Yeah. Um, they said that he doesn't quite know what his team is, but I think after playing us, he went out and he, he played specific midfield and and, the, and his forwards, and it obviously worked for him because they obviously, as you said to him, their midfield, which includes one of our players, which is Adam Forshaw, who we got poached at the beginning of the season, which is still leaves a slightly bad taste in some people's mouths. But um, you know, but he, they obviously did the business, so maybe he's found the formula which he might stick with. I don't know if he will. I don't, he's, he's one of those managers where he likes to rotate the team. Um, obviously, I think he's one of those people where obviously you need to you need to change your team for the opponent you're playing, and it's not it's not often that you you get a team coming to Pride Park or the iPod and coming out and playing us. That doesn't happen anymore. Normally they just sit back, sit behind the ball. But Wigan, I'm not, I don't think Derby were expecting it. They just came straight at us from the, from the first whistle, and none, I don't think anyone was prepared for it. Say something, catch. Yes. Nottingham Forest. <laughs> yeah. I've heard a couple of Derby boys saying some things which I thought, that's not fair. Right, come on. They were talking about you celebrating you'd won the league in August, is what they were saying. Yeah. No, September, I think it was September. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we had the bus parade in September, didn't we? <laughs> that's right. Uh, well, I mean, no, I'll I tell you what it is, is, you know, if, if you speak after we lost at the weekend... You speak to uh, you're drinking my beer as well. I can't believe that. I <laughs> talk to Brent fans and drinking my beer. That's right. It's, it's hospitality. It's, that's right. It's, 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 a, it's a clever little move. <laughs> what it is like? Look, um, we lost to Blackburn on the weekend, three one. Some of my friends were ready to just basically throw a rope around a tree and hang themselves. But you know, we're 14 games in. We've drawn half of those games. We've drawn half of the games we've played so far. We've only lost two. Admittedly, we've lost those two in quick succession. We haven't won for a while. This is a, this is a squad or a team that's probably got about nine players who are new. And it's going to take time. I think we overachieved basically in those first two months. We won games probably we shouldn't have won. We drew some games probably we shouldn't have drawn. I'm a real 
realistic position now, which is just outside the playoffs. And I'm, you know, if you'd ask me at the start of the season, I'm quite, quite happy with that. But yeah, you know what it's like, you know, fans get, you, you win four, you go unbeaten for five games and you think you are going to win the league. That's why we're football fans. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're, if you lose four, you think you're, you're the worst team in the world. But you're, you're not. You are seen, well, you know, to a certain extent, as kind of like a bit of the money bags, the big boys yeah. of the division. Yeah. I mean, you splashed out 5.5 on a Samba Longa. Yeah. It was interesting because he was in our league last yeah, season. Yeah. He did really well, scored lots of goals, but again, it was one of those ones where, you know, find the right team and done it. To be fair, when he came in, you know, Pierce plucked him. That was a gamble, I thought. Big gamble. Big gamble paying yeah. that money from a player from the lower divisions. But people will turn around and say that that money's paid itself off, but it's shown that he can actually... He's got nine goals. You know, perform in this division. He's got nine goals. You know, you know so he's... he's that's a, that's a phenomenal return on the, at this stage of the season. He should, you know, there's a great shot on Saturday. We scored, Friar scored off the rebound. But well, I've, I've watched him now a couple of times, and I've got to say, I think he's good. You know, like his play, some things he still gets wrong, but right foot, left foot, header. He scores an enormous amount of headers for a bloke who's not big. Yeah. Um, he's still figuring out how to, to work himself a little bit in the box and everything else. Yeah. But he's good, you know. But then, you know, it's one of those things about price tags. You've got the money, you spend it, don't you? you I know? mean, I mean, 11, what's McCormack, 11 million quid? I think Valencia's. Valencia. Antonio. 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 Mikel Antonio. Yeah, he's brilliant. Brilliant. That goal he scored against, um, just to get out of the sky. Yeah. He's, well, I, I watched him at Sheffield Wednesday last year, and I thought, oh, he's good, but he just dropped me as being like, yeah. unbelievably raw. But the way Forest plays suits him, because it, it tends to be, and this is where we've fallen down, basically, because one of the reasons we haven't run, we are not a one-man team, but it's Andy Reid does a particular job in that Forest side. And his job is basically to drop out the midfield, take the ball off the defenders, turn and play it. Because, you know, our defenders don't seem to be able to play it, play a ball out the back unless it's like a 20 yard one. And that's basically, that's all he did. The, the, the water carrier. Pretty much, yes. It wasn't glamorous. You know, you look at him, he's only had one assist, but that, since he's dropped outside, we've hardly won. Again. And he's not back until the new year, so we need to sort that problem out because that's what's missing. And so we're signing. Tom Ince, hopefully we've signed him by now. But you know, we would have probably been better off with Paul Ince. He's played that role. So I don't really know where Tom Ince is going to come. And obviously, he's there going to. While he's so there, he must have a caravan, Tom Ince, because he's been he's had he's had a lot he's had a lot of moving around, did not he? Well, this is one of the pluses about having Pierce as a manager. The other tightly won connections, like Michael Mancian, who we brought back from you know, the old Chelsea player who's in Hamburg, back because he knows Pierce from the other. And by the way, he's brilliant. He's really good. Yeah, and how he was allowed to just, he's much better than Forrest. He could be, he could be a proper Premiership defender. But again, talk about Premiership defenders, I mean, this is some of the argument. A lot of people are saying that Forrest are in effect, you know, a Premiership, you know, not a Premiership side because, because not because you're up there. You know, you look at players like Matty Fryer. Yeah. I mean, he scored untold goals for, was it for Hull City? You know, you've got your Antonio player. You know, you've got um, Archie Gemmell. Oh, Archie, I wish Archie Gemmell was there. Uh, got Henry Lansbury yeah, as well. Great. So it's like one thing you can always guarantee if Henry's playing, he's going to get a yellow card. Yeah. That's the one thing you can guarantee. I think he's got the quickest suspension this year. <laughs> he's on, he's on, on to his, I think he got suspended, came back, got a yellow card the next game. So he picks him up like confetti. But, but yeah, you have to remember, we haven't been up since... 15 years or something ridiculous it's been yeah. a long time since we've been up that is a long time yeah. so people say that but you know and yes we have got we have got a mad chairman we've got a chairman we have, everyone loves because he does he makes mistakes can I swear I can't swear because I won't swear so you know he, he does cock up occasionally 
and he's appointed managers, McLeish, that he's then let go. And, and he's actually just held up his hand and said, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. That was a mistake. <laughs> because I just got carried away. And then, you know, on Saturday, he's down in the supporters' club having a pint and sort of meeting the fans. And he's yeah. that kind of manager. And you kind of forgive him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His heart's in the right place, but he doesn't know what he's doing for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Now he does. And Pierce has surprised me, actually, because I thought... I did. I was worried about him. What would be the equivalent biggest hero at Brentford? Um, Who's your biggest? Ever who used to play for us? Or yeah. just Holmesworth, yeah, maybe. Terry, yeah, but Terry the, Evans. Terry, Terry Earl, no. Terry Evans. Um, you know, someone, someone whose who's halo you'd never want to tarnish. Someone you'd never want to slip again. You know. I, I don't actually think we've had anyone of that <laughs> magnitude. <laughs> who's your legend? There must be a legend who, in the last ten years. Who have gone on to top flight? I mean, no, pre- top flight. Just like somebody who's a legend. Andy Sinton. So, no. Kev O'Connor. Maybe, maybe yeah. Kev O'Connor. Kev O'Connor. Like, who could even be somebody who's just stayed with you for yeah, a while. Yeah, no, Kev, Kev O'Connor. Kev he's, O'Connor. He's, he's been there the whole time, yeah. So Piers had a bit because, you know, when we went down that first time, he stayed. Didn't yes. have to have lots of office space. And he was, because of the character he was, you know, so one of your big worries is at some point it's going to go wrong at that point yeah. everyone's going to turn on him and yeah. I don't want to see that yeah. so that's, well, that's what makes you worried about it yeah, like, oh, yeah but you had that yeah. nice tough and he, he didn't last he never played for us though he played for us he was the club dynasty everybody was angry when he left so they just take all our managers basically obviously it looks like it's the right decision now because we're stagnating do you think though that he put put into place yeah he put Players, he, sta- he stabilised the whole club. He, he brought players through from the academy. Yeah. He um, got, got rid of a lot of dead work at Paul Jewell and Robbie Yeah, exactly. Because we say that as well because we talk about the Fulham game because Fulham, you obviously smashed them up and they brought in eight players. We did a very similar thing. I don't know if you remember. Did this last season when we played you in the same cup? Yeah, five one. In the in the in the in the, in the, the Carling Cup or the, in the in the League Cup. Yeah. You beat us. No, we got five nil. We put in. Uve, Uve came in. He put in eight or nine junior players as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no. Sorry. You know we need to rest our players. We came there, and then that was my first first experience of, of the Clough regime, yeah. where you had a lot of kind of. Um, players, you had. I think Con- Connor Salmon was playing for you yeah. as well. Was still there as well, and you had the, the England under twenty one player as well, Hughes, yeah. Hughes as well. Who I think he might have scored a goal actually that day as well. He but he's quite, he did, yeah, yeah. He, he was quite he was quite decent as well. He, yeah, he's, he's really coming into his own this season. He's he's he made his debut for us when he was sixteen uh, the last day of the season. And, um, he's been a hit, hit and miss last season. Wasn't last he? season, it's, 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 obviously, he's a young player. Yeah. You, can't, you can't expect him to do yeah. the business for a whole season. Um, but this season is, you know, when you say about a player they've got potential, yeah. he's, really, he's really putting his strings in midfield, like he's the one controlling everything. Um, so, no, it's, it's, it's decent to see, but obviously, he's still young, you don't want to play him throughout. He was rested uh, for the Fulham game, as were a few players, to be fair. But hopefully, it'll, it'll start on Saturday. Somebody to look out for, definitely. It's interesting, you talk about managers and you talk about Pierce about that, as, as you don't want him to. To lose that vibe, to, to mess up, like you know, and obviously you played each other early in the season where it's one all, so it's even Stevens, so it's down to the next match that you yeah. played the battle of the A52. We've actually got a cup. Really, but that's we play for every game. But one though is that was that 
battle of the England managers, though, because obviously you've got, you know, Mr. McLaren. They've got a lot of respect for each other, those two. You know? Before the last, the yeah. last game. And you've got Piercy. He's got a lot of respect for McLaren. You know, he, he came to, to oh, he's up Forest for a bit. And we were very sort of ill fated. He brought some crap players, by the way, when he was there. He knew what he was doing. Ishmael Miller, Derbyshire. Oh my god. Anyway, uh, it's a separate moment. <laughs> we just had a bad moment. But you know, I have a lot of respect for him because when, when he went with our old chairman, who sadly just dropped dead, Nigel Doughty, just, I made a mistake. And he, and he literally said, it didn't work out like I thought it was. Didn't take the pay package, didn't say he wants Sevens package. But I just went so it didn't work out. That was it. Yeah. He's paid, paid in e damage in clogs. Paid in Gowder. I've got to ask you is it true? The story about when you played your derby earlier this season, and uh, it's obviously the derby's played at, Dar- at, at, um, at your ground, at yeah, Forest's ground. ground yeah. And was it true that every every poster, every sort of kind of had a picture of Bobby Zamora? As you were coming from Derby all the way through up to... I didn't, I didn't actually make it to that game, but I, all, all I know is that there are Forest fans since that playoff day that we won't talk about. Um, it's a great game, Do Forest fans actually call it a Derby? I mean, it's not the Derby Derby. It's the Derby Derby. It's a good point, actually. I don't know about it. No, we just call it the Derby Derby. A cheap game. Yeah, Forest fans have had Zamora masks and all that kind of stuff. Seen Forest fans with Zamora on the back of their shirts. <laughs> I, understand, I, don't, I don't understand that he's paid for Forest before. Great, great goal. Still hurts, it still hurts. Uh, i got to say, you know, despite the rivalry, oh, that, that's good. We, we share your playoff pain. Like we share your pain. I, I didn't think anybody was expecting us to play that well. Um, come out and play against it like that and then lose in the last minute. This is football, isn't it? But is it, though? <laughs> Well, you, you know about that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah we do. Yeah, and, that's, and this is the whole film. We're not being bitter about it, but the thing about it is that that just should not have happened, really. I mean, I know it's QPR and we're slightly biased, but yeah, yeah, yeah. we didn't score. It does happen. It happens so often. It's happened to us eight times out of eight times. Yeah, but three we have different finals in three different well, at least you get to the finals. We never get to we've, it. We've, we've lost. We, we lose we've in the lost. If we were the first team to lose in the lucky end at the Millennium Stadium. Yeah. We've lost at both Wembleys and, the, and in Wales. And, and, and we've never won and we've, any. We have lost to some rubbish as well. Oh, we've lost to Port Vale. We've lost to Port Vale. We've lost to Yeovil. <laughs> we've lost to Yeovil in the semi-final. We didn't even make it to the final. That was an amazing. That was an amazing game. No, it wasn't. I enjoyed that. <laughs> that, was that, was, that was five goals in that one as well. Yeah, we lost to Yeovil. We lost to <laughs> Sheffield United. We've lost seventy seconds. I don't know what's worse when they get into the point. Well, you can, we can probably compare notes. We lost to crew. And they were rubbish. Whether losing in a semi or losing the final, I don't know what's worse. Say a final. Do you reckon? Yeah. Which the builder is going to Wembley? No, you say that. But I take a playoff place right now, thank you. Uh, we've never, we've never lost a championship playoff. <laughs> <laughs> no. But would you want to go up this season? Stupid the question. Would you? Of course I would. No, no, you no. wouldn't. Derby no. did that. What? Well, I don't want to go. Okay, okay, I don't. I no, yeah, but it's all right for you. You're different. You're set up. Yeah, we go to Reading and they're trying to wear something. Keep the same place. Oh, it may only happen once in my life. I'll take it. Just do what West Brom used to do. Just go up. 
take, take the. Yeah. No, no, I'm not worried about the relegation. Don't, don't, yeah. I'll do what just, let don't me, buy any oh, Let me, <laughs> let me enjoy the promotion the before you <laughs> go on about the relegation <laughs> that follows. <laughs> <laughs> let me enjoy this fictitious moment. Right, so the predictor, <laughs> you're going up, Derby. That weird does that leave us? Are we in the playoffs? Um, going down with the Blackpool. That's all right. So Saturday, you've got um, Huddersfield. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and uh, I mean, we talked about you haven't won for eight games, but you're you know, still pretty confident. You said, look, this is just there are so many games in this, in this division, and, and I've been no, I've been a Forest fan for probably what, almost forty years, so I've seen a lot of um, ups and downs. And I, what I do know in the Championship is you can go ten games and not win a game and still do be well, and still be in it. You just can because like there's no one running away apart from you guys. The only possible. They, but they're not Darling running away. Who could? They're the only ones who could. But I don't. I think if you get two or three injuries, key players, I think you, I think you may struggle. Because we were watching. We, again, we were looking at this, and we, again, we came. Uh, we're not saying, but we did come away from it. It was the first time Bolton. When we went to Borough, we got beaten four 0 but we just said we didn't turn up. But I think when we went to Bolton, I think probably because we expected to beat them because they were so rubbish beforehand, and we didn't, and they gave us a bit of a game. We came away from there actually a bit despondent, and everyone went back home, and they were a little bit for the first time this season. They're a little bit like, mm, not sure about this. Whereas like we lost three 0 at home to Norwich, and everyone was excited because we played brilliant football for seven minutes, seven minutes, yeah. and then you know the last thirty minutes they went bang, bang, bang. But then we looked at the league table, and we just thought actually we're only, we're only four points off it's the playoffs. Tight, you know, that happens every year, doesn't it? Every year. Apart from one team, usually about now, starts doing a Leicester yeah. or doing a Norwich or one of those, just starts to pull away. But I don't see that happening this year. Which yeah. is, you know, which is which is which good. Is happy days for us, you know. You know, if we can be inconsistent but still trying to play good football, you know it's going to hopefully yeah. sort of iron out okay. You know, and I'll go back to Bournemouth, a prime example of just doing, carry on doing their thing. Um, you know, we, we have to mention their result of St Andrews. So, to go St Andrews with 8-0, um, I know they had a player sent off early and there's turmoil there, but I mean, that's, that's amazing. Bournemouth have got, Bournemouth have got it in them. I was saying to, to you guys earlier, watch the uh, Forest against Bournemouth game, which amazingly 1-2-1. Never seen a game where we've been more battered and actually won. Now, if there was a god which is perfect uh, proof that there isn't one is that game because Bournemouth should have won by about five clear goals yeah my mate was that he's a Bournemouth fan five clear goals unbelievably good yeah so they've got it in them and yeah. they'll do it again but they're a little bit iffy at the back you know, put a few crosses and they got rid of their team. best striker last yeah. no no sorry no, Callum's with them no no they got rid of um to Norwich well, that's um, Graben who used to play for us yeah. we, we got yeah. rid of him I mean they're, they're another good team to look at because like they started really well at the start of the season and now sort of floundering a little bit but they're still yeah. good yeah. No one seems to really sort of push it all the way through in that division. Sheffield Wednesday had a really great start now, so faltered a little bit. That's right. There's a lot of teams up there who could probably still make a case for getting in the top six. Yeah. Certainly the top ten. Yeah. Yeah. There's a friend of mine actually, like I said, he's a, he's a Bournemouth fan, and he told me exactly that. He's, he goes, I think you played, um, played Bournemouth, I think probably the week after we played them, where we, yeah. we played very well against them, but we got beat. Again, we were a little bit gutted because we played very well. And he told me that you came down and you absolutely smashed them to pieces. <laughs> right? Right? Um, and he didn't understand how they're going to get the result. But the funny thing is that he's lived in Birmingham for years. He now yeah. lives back in Bournemouth. He's moved back there about a year ago. Yeah. He lived in Birmingham for years. And his wife's a Birmingham City fan and a whole family are. still married. So they went up, but they went to the match on Saturday. But he sat in the Birmingham end. Oh, no. He said he couldn't celebrate one goal.
Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. If you get to that point, I, I'd be just pretending to get really angry just to get the edges out. Yeah, you must be able to. Oh my god, I can't believe it. You must be able to improvise after about five. So you <laughs> must, <laughs> anger must look like joy. So you're sarcastically clapping them. Yeah, because right, so, so you can actually. Most really fans do get ironic after about six. Yeah, you've got to. Oh, you've got to go to the toilet or something like that. You go in the toilet, you jump around a little bit, like, you know, somebody comes and goes, sorry, mate, I just. Just myself. <laughs> it's never yeah. a good idea, though. Yeah. That's right. But I mean, Birmingham. I mean, we talked about again. They struggled last season, and they got out by the skin of their teeth. It's interesting because now you're playing. I said Huddersfield on Saturday, who they looked down and out. But Powley's gone up there, and he seems to turn things around a little bit, hasn't he? Well, you know, that's the thing about. It. I just think you know, it's a cliche, but you. You can lose to anyone in this division, and we have, quite frankly. If I look at the you know, the people that we've been beating and we've drawn to, yeah. Yeah, we're looking at people like Bolton and people like that and Blackpool. We beat Blackpool. We struggled against Blackpool. You know, and they're right down there at the... Okay. And it was the opening game of the season, so, you know, it was a big thing with Pierce and everything else. Yeah. But, you know, there's, there's, no, there's no given... You know, but then we can go beat one of the best teams, four yeah. 0 like Reading. We're pretty good. We beat Reading four 0 of course. Yeah. So you, you just don't know how teams are going to set up against you. you know. We play well against certain teams. That's one of the things we play with, with when we play derby, because I know from what I've seen at derby, you do play a lot of balls around the back. Yeah. Back four play the ball quite well. We you know, look for the opening, and we play a bit of a higher line against teams. So yeah. We can actually play better against some of the better teams, and we look a lot worse against somebody like Huddersfield. Like cause against Blackburn, we just struggled with just mistakes. Yeah. You can't, you can't legislate for that. It's like three mistakes. You know, so what are you going to do? You're just going to have. To... So you know that could happen. A couple of mistakes, and you're two 0 down. So I'm just thinking, Huddersfield are on the way up, Birmingham are on their way down. Well, they've got a good manager, in, I think. Who? Better manager Gary Gary, Gary, Gary Rowley, yeah. but then you can you can argue that Blackpool have now got a better manager yeah. than they had before, or do they? I mean, the thing is, I was going to ask a question: if you were right, Husey, sorry, yeah. I was saying, sorry, Glee Clark, yeah, would you go to Blackpool? Yeah, yeah, Glee Clark, yeah, of course. I'd probably go anywhere, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> Go, would you go to Derby? I'll definitely go to Derby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You could have some yeah. fun at Asian, Derby. Asian, Asian catch. There's work to be done there. Which is the devil's work. That's what we always thought Nigel Clough was doing, basically. <laughs> it was just a long... No, he saw it as hell. That's what I mean. The reason why I say that is that you've got to look at that Blackpool. Some people go, oh my God, you mustn't go to the Blackpool job. But the fact is that if you think about it, you think, tell you something... It's a championship club. Well, it's not that. I need a payoff for a couple of years, so I'll, you know, if I go there, I'll probably last two weeks, and then I could get another job about a month later. It kind of depends who you are, you know. Because I remember when uh, Saltshire got the Cardiff club, and I kept thinking, I was like, "That's a bad move. That's a bad move for you, right? Because I can't see a winner. Because you, you know, you're almost certainly going to go down." And if you don't go down, uh, you've got to work with that bloke, yeah. Vincent Tan, yeah. and you'll go down eventually. Yeah. Right? So, you know, where, where are you going to win at that? He, he's, he's into your email account, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not going to win, are you? 
so some jobs depends where you are on, on, on the if you're a manager on the rise certain jobs there's no point in taking them at the very least in history. <laughs> Solskjaer wasn't, he wasn't there. I mean, he was somewhere else. You know, it's like, it's like Uwe, it's not, it's not Uwe Rosler. Uwe Rosler, to be quite honest with you, everyone, when he came over, most people were like, who? Yeah, you but know. you said that about Warburton as well, probably, didn't you? No, no, we knew, honestly, we knew who exactly who he was. We knew his exact details, <laughs> where he lived, you know, exactly where he ate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, I mean, to me, that is a fair point, um, but then, you know, Warburton again, different scenario because when it's his first job, yeah. he could have he could have gone to Blackpool, done nothing, taken from, you know, yeah. come back to somebody else. But I think it's a different scenario. Maybe you've got a bit of a track record, and you're thinking, you know, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't in football does it really matter because you've got that conveyor belt anyway. So what you seem to do is you seem to get certain managers, certain managers who are on that conveyor belt. So it really doesn't matter. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. Almost, yeah, you, you've got you've got like there's like people like Mickey Adams that can. It doesn't really matter if they they're successful or they fail or whatever. They, they they'll get another team of that caliber. But I think it matters when you try and get into the upper the championship and the Premier League. Where you don't really want to fail more than once or twice, you know. And that's, you know, I think McLaren was on the last chance saloon at, at Derby. You know, I, I think he couldn't have failed one more time in England and had another uh, future. Now, you know, he, he, he could Derby could not go up this year, and he could probably get another Premiership job. So his stock has, has risen, um, but Stuart Pearce. If he doesn't, if he doesn't succeed at Forest, I don't, I can't see, I can't see anyone else giving him a job. To be honest, I want to know where Steve Clark is. He did a brilliant job at West Brom. Yeah. You know, you can, if you, it's funny though, that you know you can fall off a cliff as a manager. Yeah. Yeah. Very uh, quickly, you can it, fall it, off. A cliff. He, he did the Chelsea, then he did West Ham, and he did West Brom. And, yeah, and, and now he's, he's, oh, he's, he's finished in the league. Now he's just not, not anywhere. What happened to Roy Hodgson? <laughs> Who? Never heard of him. Never heard of him. You know, you can, you can do that as a manager, though, can't you? You can just disappear. You think about some of those managers in the 90s who were doing quite well um, with, uh, like, you know, Gregory and else, like, you know, David O'Leary, people like that. Comes a point where... Yeah. But you know, if you want what you want, it's, it's probably less about managers. You want somebody like an owner who has a strong enough vision to have that structure. And you think about Swansea. Swansea, the, Swansea, the mob where every other football fan wants their club to be, yeah. basically, isn't it? It's like, you know, this is how we're going to play. This is what we're going to do. If you're a manager, you come in, you play this way, basically. That's the way it is. And, and I think that that we're trying to set ourselves up now so from, from the youth teams to the academy to the development oh, yeah. club ethos it's just that's the way we play that was our biggest problem with Billy Davis you know he wasn't bothered about the reserves he wasn't bothered about the youth team he wasn't bothered about that he's worried about himself never mind, he never might not play but they didn't play they just didn't play they weren't there and he wasn't there half the time anyway. so there's another another one that's managed you both yeah, yeah. mismanaged so we had the worst record ever in we started off the worst Premiership record, didn't we, with, with you guys? We, 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 ended up, we ended up with it anyway, so... Yeah, but he started it, to be honest, didn't yeah. So, battle between you boys. I mean, I'm just going back to Derby Forest. You're both playing us within the next few days. You need to pick up the points. Well, we'll both beat you, of course, obviously. Well, that's yeah. what I was waiting for that, you know. So, yeah, you, you believe that you'll both beat us. Yeah. But what is important is that you pick up the points between yourself because who's going to... Who is going to... 
win the battle of the A52 between you guys because you're the money bags you're the guy with the manager with the big experience yeah. I think Derby will go first because I just have <laughs> I think Derby will get one of the automatic spots and I think we'll be in the playoffs I but think I think we, we could go up. I've been the same. I'd rather finish seventh than go into the playoffs again. In all honesty. Yeah, but that's because you're wounded. Yeah, you know, from last wounded. season. But no, but I think we'll finish in uh, automatic promotion places. Uh, My only worry for you would be the injuries. If you got like two or three key injuries. I think we. My parents. My parents were really clever over the summer, and he brought in. Um, he's, he's built up the under, under 21 squad quite a lot. He's brought in some decent players from overseas. <laughs> Kept everyone, didn't yeah, it? He kept everybody, yeah. Kept everyone, which was an amazing result, I think. Well, if we get injuries, well, I think we'll have enough cover, and I'm sure he's still got a few people to bring on loan. Uh, who, who would you have up, up front as Mark? I'm saying this. You've got Leon Best, and he's just not good enough. Leon Best. doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything at all. He can hold on to the ball for a couple of seconds, and then he's just gone. If he handles it. It's <laughs> right. Yeah. Ridiculous. I, I was saying to somebody earlier, I can't, yeah. I can't think of a striker. So if Martin gets injured, you're, you're a bit Yeah, I can't think of a striker. that We've got Mason Bennett, who's a uh, he's a youngster he's been out alone at uh, Bradford this season yeah. we've recalled him that must be for a reason but I can't think of a striker in the Premier League or in the Championship that we can get on loan over this period of time and that can actually do a job for us so if you want to do us a favour Martin you don't want to go near Martin he's a massively underrated player isn't he Oh, I underrated him a lot when he first came to us. I thought he was yeah. so, so, listen, we're playing you guys at the weekend on next Wednesday. Let's just talk about this game, or these two games. We'll talk about it all in one, because, I mean, just sitting there and watching you guys, supremely confident, and not saying it in a negative way, is that you've obviously, you know, you've got the money behind you, you've got the experience, you've got some good players between you both, um, doing very well. I'm just thinking, how... What, what did Brentford have to do, do you know to try and keep you guys at bay or try and get support of you? That made me feel. I feel like when, I, when, you, when you're watching Derby, anything can happen. Yeah. But the thing that made me confident going into Saturday is listening to you guys talk. The manager's got a very uh, defined way of wanting to play. He's not going to sit back. He's going to want to come out and play, play Derby football. in their own game. Yeah. And I feel like whenever teams uh, try and play Derby in their own game, they try and play football. They generally come out second best. Um, often when we, we can't break, break break teams down when they don't give us room to play and this, that and the other. Um, but if you're coming out and playing us, I feel confident about the game. I'm not saying you know, sit back. No, 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 not at all. I mean, the thing is, I mean, again, we've got a wicked, wicked midfield. I mean, I'll say that. We've got a wicked midfield. Pritchard, you know, well, Pritchard, great player. You know, there's an interesting because it's great player. There's a few Brentford fans who are like, mm, not sure if he should get dropped. He's a first player under 21 player, and uh, he was at Swindon last season. He was the second in line for a player of the year behind Forshaw. We got it. And he's come out and he's attacking and he's going out there. But some people think that sometimes he doesn't lay the ball off right. Sometimes maybe a bit greedy, so on and so forth. And they're thinking that maybe he might need a little bit of a rest. When we played Charlton, interestingly, my Charlton mate, we thought, ah, first game. Brilliant Quitchard, he was all over the place, right? Oh, look at him, look at him, oh, look at that trick. My child mate went, Poodle. I went, what do you mean? He goes, Poodle. Because we know exactly how to handle him. He might be doing all these things, but he's not actually creating any problems for us. We're just soaking it all up. You know, they're, they're two big centre-backs and they're soaking it up. And then the next half, they boom, they score the goal. You know, so I think that Pritchard is a great player, but still much development. But then also we've got, we've got um, Hotter from Celta Vigo. 
and he's just come into himself. He's a Spaniard, and he's been playing some absolutely fantastic football. He he does, yeah. He's done some. He did a move the other day, which you know, like when you're confused how somebody does it, where he gets the ball and then he kind of just goes like that, and then two players fell on the floor. So he, he didn't do anything. He didn't even touch the ball. He just kind of went like that. And two players, it's just like some sort of force field that you used to watch yeah. in those sort of science yeah. fiction movies. They fell down. Then he sort of played the ball in the middle for, uh, I think it was for Gray who scored yeah, and it was offside. But it was, it was just like, how did he do that? <laughs> <laughs> so again, I think that he will really relish playing both you teams because you obviously play great football. Um, Jonathan Douglas, brilliant player. Since uh, Forshaw's gone, he's just coming to himself now. He's been like just a revelation yeah. backwards and forwards, you know. So I think you know him playing his game as well would be great. And then it'll be interesting to see how Judge, who you may or might not know, he used to play for oh, the Knox County. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Of course, yeah. I think he might have a bit of a team across the road. Ah, I think yeah. I think he yeah. might want to be getting one <laughs> on, top yeah. on top of you guys. It's, it's, it's how it's, you know we, we need to work out how how we're going to cope without McCormack because he's he's really he's, he's such he's such a presence you know he's um he's, he's kind of a, he's a he's our talisman isn't he he's, a hard man right back yeah he's ready to right back listen you know well, when that's then you don't you want him back for the Forest game you want him back for the Derby game as well Simon Dawkins <laughs> we'll, we'll wheel him in from Oxford <laughs> shall we <laughs> we'll, we'll be playing Mikel Antonio uh, who's scored I think, eight or nine goals now this season yeah. from that position and uh, as he played against Ryan Schott wasn't it yeah, he destroyed Ryan Schott you're not going to scare us you do not want to give this guy any <laughs> we brought in Ryan Schott and especially for Antonio and I wish we just He's the fastest player. He just knocks the ball in front. He's just really simple. I'm going to knock the ball in front of you. I'm going to chase it. And you're not going to get it. It's as simple as that. Well, so, well, Mike, if I was coaching you, or giving you some some scouting advice. Well, I mean, obviously, Warburton knows all of this, and what we're going to probably do is is Odebarju. If you remember the player final, the one who scored the goal for uh, Orient. He comes back into to, to right back as well in these situations, so almost definitely he'll be playing as right back. So is he going to be out for a while then? We're not sure. You know, it is they they mask, it up, so, they mask it. They mask it up a little bit. We're going to need a sniper as well, by the sounds. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so but that's that's the score. But listen, listen, it's, I think it's, it looks like we've got a good sort of week ahead of us football. Um, hopefully the bees can get some points, but you know, I think the Derby fans have come down. They sold out their allocation yet again. Uh, I think this is pretty much every single game that we come down every single away fan has sold the allocation what's the allocation? they get 1600 tickets which is not not, not a huge right. amount you know but it's alright so yeah so there'll be an absolutely rocking atmosphere at Brentford as well on Saturday yeah, I mean, uh, it's going to be my first game there and you and are going to be going down the globe with us having a few yeah. drinks before the game which we're looking forward to and then after Wednesday we'll be up to Forest and uh, fingers crossed we we'll can at least get that. a point up there uh, let's hope not um, <laughs> well, you know, you can if you if you if if you know how to play Forest. I don't think it's that hard to stop Forest. To be honest, I think it's just your midfield just pushes our midfield and stops him taking the ball off the defenders and do that. If you got you're pushing up, because Lansbury doesn't like doing it, Tesha doesn't like doing it particularly. So, but Vaughan does. And if, if Vaughan stays fit, he's a good player for us. And I think if we sign um, Ince, then you might get Burke. You know, the old. Um, Birmingham winger can play in the middle and do that role. But if that happens, then I think you know you basically your your back four is looking at the Sondalonga, Antonio, and Int running up, which, which is quite cool. Yeah, which which is scary. 
We can we can handle it. <laughs> well, listen, right, we're going to wrap this one up on the Besotted Podcast today. But before we do that, we're just going to go around the table and give a double double score prediction from you, Laney, and a score prediction from the Derby and the Forest Boys over the next few days. Oh, this ain't, this ain't good. Um, I don't think we're going to get anything out of it. Sorry. School prediction? Um, Brentford to lose 2-1. And? And Forest, it depends. Oh, I've, got, I've got a horrible feeling, and don't boo me, I've got a feeling we're in for a double defeat. Sorry, boys. School prediction? 2-0 Forest. Um, I want to... S- Saturday, I think... Depends what Derby turns up, but I think we'll probably we'll get a win. Uh, thinking three-one Derby and Forest. I'm uh, gonna go for a Brentford win. Three-nil <laughs> uh, Brentford. Okay. <laughs> it kind of depends if it's raining on Saturday and if Steve McLaren McLaren's got an umbrella or not. Um, I really hope you win. Does that count for anything? Yeah. <laughs> I really, well, really, I really hope we do. Really. It's that sort of championship where you lose one game, you lose another, and it takes you four or five games to get back on. To be honest, as much as it pains me to say it, I think they'll probably beat you. But I don't think it'll be by much. I think maybe maybe 2-1, something like that. Uh, and when you come to the city ground, I think depends whether we get the right formation in place. Um, we'll score because we score goals on that front three we'll score um, so it's either going to be 4-0 or it'll be 1-1 <laughs> so what are you going to go for? one of those <laughs> <laughs> and there's me I'm going to keep myself optimistic because oh, I think you, oh, you oh, know, I knew you were do that <laughs> just because I've been honest no, no, no it's not that because I no, it's, no it's actually because I thought Derby would lose against Wigan even though I said earlier, but I thought they'd lose against Wigan because it's such a weird upside down result. And Wigan, and Wigan, no, it's because Wigan was so rubbish against us. Is I just thought they're going to beat you, even though they're so rubbish. <laughs> and now, technically, you should beat us, but it won't happen. And I think we'll beat you two one. However, I think with Forest, you've got all sorts of characters really all fired up. To worry about, to you know, <laughs> and, I, and I think that unfortunately, it's going to be one nil to Forest. I'll take a one all draw if we could do. Yeah. I'll see what I can sort out. Okay. Brown paper bags and all that. Thanks a lot, lads. Yeah. Great lot. having Cheers. beers with you, Pride of London. And uh, yes, indeed, we will be back next week with the Besotted Podcast where we'll be talking to somebody else from another team who we can't even remember. Millwall. Probably Millwall. Millwall. We've got the Millwall girls on in the house and the Millwall boys. Girls. Yeah, we've got girls and boys from Millwall as well, which is got great. girls in South London? Yes, we do, actually. Yes, we do. So that's good. But this is a Besotted Podcast. It'd be great having a laugh. And uh, check us out on iTunes. Check us out everywhere, besotted.co.uk. And check our videos out on the website as well. Come on, you bees. Come on, you bees. Come on, you run. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.